morning. Come on, one he's deserving of today. Lord, we magnify you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, I think we can do a little better than that this morning. He's worthy of praise this morning. Lord, we bless your name, oh God. this morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. Oh yes, I told Satan to get me behind. Oh yes, victory today is mine. Sing that again. Victory is mine. Clap your hands real big. Just clap your hands while the music plays. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, clap your hands, all you people. Come on, do that again just while the musicians play. Clap your hands and give him praise together. your hands one more time and give the Lord praise right now. Hallelujah.
how to tell if it's the devil that's talking to you? If it's any voice that tries to get you not to kill your flesh. Peter looked at Jesus after Jesus said, I'm going to be crucified. Peter said, not so, Lord. And Jesus looked around at him and said, get thee behind me, Satan. Anything that wants you to prevent your flesh from dying. It's not even just you. Jesus said, that's the voice of Satan talking. I feel the Holy Ghost here. Let's lift our hands to the Lord and love Him right now. Lift your voice in this place. In the name of Jesus, I take authority and dominion over every voice that is contrary to the voice of God. I bind it in the name of Jesus, every influence. In the name of Jesus, I take authority and dominion over every lie of hell. Oh, over every lie from the adversary. Get thee behind me, Satan. In the name of Jesus, get thee behind me, Satan. Some of you have been stuck in la-la land just trying to figure out what voice it is. I've come to tell you what voice it is. It's the voice of Satan. And there's only one way that you deal with the voice of Satan. You don't have an argument. You don't have a, 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 you don't fuss with the voice. You just tell the voice of the enemy, get thee behind me, Satan, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. One more time, clap your hands unto the Lord and give him praise right now. Come on, clap your hands like you meet it this morning. Hallelujah. Judges chapter 14. I preached from this story. I, I can't remember if it was last Sunday night or the Sunday night before, but I've just kind of been stuck here a little bit. And um, Lord started talking to me the past few days and just I just began to, I just was meditating on um, the direction that the Lord wants me to go this morning. Judges chapter 14 and verse number, beginning with verse number 1. Everybody read these first four words with me. And Samson went down. And Samson went down. I'm going to preach this morning from this title, The Danger of Down. The Danger of Down. Put your Bibles down. <laughs> Let's lift our hands to the Lord right now, and let's ask him one more time. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I take authority over every voice of the enemy. Lord, you're going to speak to us this morning. Lord, I pray that your word would be in my mouth as a two-edged sword this morning. That, Lord, you would point out every lie of the enemy, that your truth would be revealed in the name of Jesus, that revelation, that the, that the, uh, uh, or the spirit of revelation would flow in this place this morning. In the name of Jesus, Lord, I feel your spirit right now in this place. One more time, clap your hands unto the Lord and give him praise. Hallelujah. Praise God. You may be seated this morning. And Samson went down to Timnath 
and saw a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. And he came up and told his father and his mother and said, I have seen a woman in Timnath of the daughters of the Philistines. Now, therefore, get her for me to wife. Then his father and his mother said unto him, If there is there never a woman among the daughters of the brethren, or among all my people, that thou goest to take a wife of the uncircumcised Philistines? And Samson said unto his father, Get her for me, for she pleaseth me well. Early on, we see uh, the uh, motivation of Samson. He was not concerned about his marriage pleasing the Lord. He was concerned about this woman pleasing him. Uh, The Philistines represent a type of the flesh. And there are some interesting things that are, are, are spoken in Scripture in, in a few chapters in the book of Judges regarding uh, the story of Samson. Uh, the Bible tells us that he was of the tribe of Dan. And looking, if it, it doesn't take very much research to just pull, you can pull it up on your phone or your web browser, whatever, and, and you can find maps that, um, that list and show where each tribe of the children of Israel were placed when they came into the land of promise and uh, where the Lord designed for them to be and where he placed them in the land of promise. Um, And this bears uh, some significance in the story because of the way that the text reads uh, several times and what the scripture is saying. Sometimes scripture will say something and we just think that it's the way that the translators worded the text, but there there are a few things that are that are uh, I want to say buried in the text that we can easily glance over and not realize the value of what is being communicated in the narrative. And in this particular verse, chapter fourteen, verse number one, these. Uh, these first four words bear more significance than just the way that, uh, that we may tend to read it. Have you ever noticed if you're trying to tell somebody not to go somewhere, most of the time you're never going to tell them to go. Uh, don't, you never look at them and say, don't you go up there. Most of the time you're going to tell them, especially parents, don't you go down there. Now, not every time, but a lot of the time. It bears a little bit of significance as to the direction that they're going, but it, this isn't just speaking about uh, Samson going necessarily in the wrong direction. Yes, he was, but there's a, just a little bit more to that. Uh, the book of Proverbs, chapter 16, and verse 25 says, There is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Uh, Very early on in the life of Samson, there are uh, indicators uh, that his life was headed in the wrong direction. Anointed of God, yes. Consecrated to God, yes. Uh, A a special empowerment of of the Spirit of God on his life, absolutely. But he never, he never got beyond wanting to please himself. And from the very beginning, he found a woman 
And he told his parents that he wants to marry this woman because she pleases me well. And this confused his parents for a moment, and they have uh, this conversation with him. Uh, in just a verse of Scripture in the text, they say, isn't there anybody of our brethren, of God's people is what they're saying. Isn't there anybody of, of maybe the tribe of Dan or maybe a different tribe, uh, uh, just anybody that believes the, the, the law of God and that wants to walk in the ways of God? Is there not anybody that, that we can uh, uh, agree with, that you are on the same page with, that, that believes uh, that there is only one true God and serves that only one true God and after that conversation which I'm sure might have been a little awkward or maybe maybe have been a tense exchange he, he utters the words she pleases me well and we see the motivation in, in what would ultimately end in the, li- in the life of Samson and what would bring about his demise is he was only in the end worried about what would please his flesh he was not worried about the will of God for his life and the longevity of of pleasing the Lord but he tells his parents she pleases me well or she makes me happy this would ultimately bring about his demise and would lead to his death but there's some things that, that are here that I, I feel like will help us this morning. I believe the Lord is going to help somebody today. The Bible tells us, I'm going to read, uh, I'm going to skip over to the book, or, or skip over to chapter 16 and, and read uh, a few verses of Scripture here in chapter 16. Then went Samson to Gaza, saw there an harlot, and went in unto her, and it was told the Gazites, saying, Samson has come hither. They compassed him in and laid wait for him all night in the gate of the city and were quiet all the night, saying, In the morning, when it is day, we shall kill him. Samson lay till midnight and arose at midnight and took the doors of the gate of the city and the two posts and went away with them, bar and all, and put them upon his shoulders and carried them up to the top of an hill that is before Hebron. Now, having heard this story since I was a little kid, in my brain, I think that maybe he picked up the gates of the city and walked them up a hill, maybe a quarter of a mile, maybe an eighth of a mile, and set them on the hill. No, no, no. He took them all the way to Hebron. That's like taking the gates of the city from Springfield all the way to Lincoln. It was about a 30-mile journey from Gaza to Hebron. So not only was it a feat of strength, but he carried those gates for 30 miles and set them on a hill in Hebron. But notice the Bible says he carried them up to Hebron. Verse number 4 says, And it came to pass afterward that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek, whose name was Delilah. There are a number of, of geographical locations that are named in this story. Uh, one is Timnath, one is uh, Gaza, one is Sorek. And all of these geographical locations bear a little bit of, of significance as to where they are and how the Scripture tells us about where they were, how he got there. Um, did you know that the Bible doesn't tell us whether or not Delilah was, this is all for all us, us sanctified folks, that Bible doesn't tell us whether or not Delilah was a Philistine. We don't know. 
It doesn't really matter what she was. All that matters is where she was. He found her in the valley of Sorek, in a low place. Everywhere that, that Samson wound up going in his life that, that took him to a place he didn't need to be was always downward. If you look at the, geograph, at, at the geography of the land of Israel, the, 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 uh, the, 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 what we know now as the Gaza Strip or Gaza City, where, where Samson would ultimately end up is about mm, 300 and something feet above sea level. Uh, and below that, the Egyptian pyramids, as we know them today, are about 60 feet or so above sea level. That was not ultimately where God wanted them to end up, but the city of Jerusalem is over 3,000 feet above sea level. Let me tell you, if you're going to make it to the new Jerusalem, it's going to be an uphill climb the entire way. But the voice of your flesh, just like Samson, will find the easy way downward. It's a lot easier to walk downward than it is to march upward. And every time you see Samson going down and, and getting involved with somebody or doing something and, and, and it being against what he should have done, he was always traveling geographically downward. When the Bible says, and he went down, it was, it's not just a, a phrase or a way of translating the text. It's actually literally saying he went down geographically. He went down to Timnath. And if you look at where, where, where Samson lived, where he did all of this stuff, it was right there on the border of Philistine conquest, where the Philistines ruled and where they lived. He was constantly moving back and forth uh, uh, over across the border, going into Gaza, which was uh, Gaza, which was uh, uh, overrun by the Philistines and where they lived. And uh, these places, the Valley of Sorek, the Valley of Sorek was right on the border. It was a border valley. Where he found Delilah. Timnath was down beyond where he should have been, where he found the first wife that he wanted to marry. He's always going down. And, and what much of the text is referring to is highlighting the geography of the area. He was going down. And, and, and the Philistines being a type of the flesh uh, of what he wants to do or what or whatever you want to do and however good it feels, go ahead and do it. This is what the Philistines represent. And every time that Samson wanted to give in and feed in to that part of him that just wanted to appease his flesh, he did not go up to Hebron. He did not go up to Jerusalem. He went down to Timnath. He went down to the valley of Sorek or he went down into Gaza. He, when he wanted to appease his flesh the, 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 the road to and the path to appeasing yourself is never an uphill battle. Hear me this morning that when your flesh wants to be appeased, it is always an easy way downward. The enemy comes into your life and will make sure that it's easy to go downward. The, that, the, the destination of pleasing your flesh is always an easy way to get there. You don't have to fight uphill to find somewhere to, uh, to, to, to feed your flesh and to, and to appease yourself, but it is a downhill journey. Anytime 
time that you want to be less consecrated. That is not an uphill journey. It is always a downhill journey when you decide that consecration and commitment is no longer a part of what you want to do. It's a downhill place. If you're going to live for God, there was a song we used to sing a long time ago, we're marching to Zion. Beautiful, beautiful Zion. We are marching upward. Upward to Zion. It's not a downhill march. If you're looking for this for this uh, uh, walk with God to be an easy march, and if you're looking for everybody to get out of your way, and if you're looking for it to be easy, and if you're looking for it to, to just be a breeze walking for God, uh, living for God, I'm sorry. There's going to be battles to fight. There's going to be things that come your way. You are not going to make it if you think this is a downhill journey. But as long as you're marching, you've got to march upward to Zion. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. When Jerusalem was established, if you look at the map, no matter what direction you're coming from, if you want to get to Jerusalem, if you want to get to the holy city, it's always going to be an uphill climb. It's always going to be a difficult journey to get there. And if you're going to make it to the holy city, if you're going to make it to heaven, if you're going to make it to the new Jerusalem, it's not going to be a downhill journey. It's not going to be an easy journey all the time but you've got to make up in your mind no matter how difficult it is I'm going to make it up to the city of Jerusalem somebody clap your hands to Jesus and give him praise hallelujah too many people get fooled into thinking because it's downhill this must be the will of God Because it's easy. This must be where God's taken me. The Lord just opened every other door for me, and I don't have to fight nothing. Let me tell you that when you get out from where you need to be and you're going in the the wrong direction, I'm going to tell you there is a stretch where it's really, really easy because it's a lot easier to walk downhill than it is to walk uphill. It doesn't take as much effort to gradually go downhill. You don't have the resistance of the hill before you. And because of that, so many people have given in to their flesh and did what their flesh wanted to do all because it was a downhill journey. When Jonah heard the voice of the Lord, he went to Tarshish. And then the Bible says he went down to Joppa. Not just saying he went, he went down to Joppa. No, he, he, he geographically, he had to get down to Joppa. We know Joppa wasn't the right way. That was the wrong direction. Let me tell you, if there's voices in your life that are wanting to present you with a downhill trail and say it's a lot easier if you do it this way, it's a lot easier. Yeah, you see, you see, the, the border town where he was at was it, it was close to where God's people were. It was close to, to where God's people, uh, the tribe of Dan was. It was really, really close. It was just a border town. It was just a border valley. It was right there really, really close to the people of God. But right there really, really close, right on the border was somebody that would wreck Samson's life was somebody that would that would take the bride for the, from the Philistines and that would turn him over to them right there at the border. He didn't have to go very far to get caught up with the Philistines. He didn't have to go really far to find himself in a valley where there was somebody that would give him over to his captors. No, he was right there at the border. And he meets Delilah. 
in the valley of Sorek. See, the Bible gives us a little more insight in Acts chapter 8, verse 26. It says, And the angel of the Lord spake unto Philip, saying, Arise and go toward the south unto the way that goeth down from Jerusalem unto Gaza, which is desert. It's giving us a little bit more insight as to what is happening, uh, just uh, of, of the way the land is laid out in, in, in the nation of Israel, that to go from uh, Jerusalem, the holy city, down to Gaza, it literally, quite literally is down over 3,000 feet. But, you know, over a, over a, a, over a span of about uh, 50 to 60 miles, you don't really notice the 3,000-foot drop-off because it's so gradual. When I was driving out to a Bible school and, we, and I drove from here, me and my buddy drove from here to Denver the first day, and, and by the time we got hit the border of Colorado, it was dark and I couldn't see. And, and over, I, I don't know where the incline really starts. I, I have to go look at it. But I remember pulling into the hotel that night and asked lady, you know, how high are we now? She said, we're a mile high. And I'd driven for several hours. And, and, uh, and even with my little four-cylinder car, I couldn't really tell that, that it was really pulling that far uphill because it's such a gradual incline up the mountain. You can go a long way and not have realized that you've been going downhill because it can be so gradual at times that you can be fooled into thinking, well, you know, I don't have any resistance here. Let me, let me tell you something. When you leave the holy city, Satan makes sure that you don't have resistance when you're going in the wrong direction. Enemies of war in this battle are properly fed and quartered. To make you comfortable when you've been captive, when you've, when you've been taken captive. There is a downhill journey that happens in the life of Samson. He continually found himself going downward. And what we hear about today, uh, it's known as the Gaza Strip. Gaza City. This is the land in which Samson found himself. We hear it in the news from time to time, depending on what's going on in the news. There's a lot of rockets being fired back and forth from the land of Israel uh, into, into the Gaza Strip, and there's, and there's tension, and the tension, let me tell you, the tension's never going, going to go away, but if you look at the map, this is the place where Samson found himself after he was taken captive by the Philistines. The Bible tells us that, 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 that Delilah is, is uh, uh, given a bribe or whatever by the Philistines, and uh, to get the secret of Samson's strength. And the Bible tells us that uh, uh, in, in chapter 16 and verse number, uh, verse number 18, and when Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come up this once, for he hath showed me all his heart. Then the lords of the Philistines came up unto her and brought money in their hand. And she made him sleep on her knees, and she called for Man, and she caused him to shave off the seven locks of his head. And she began to afflict him, and his strength went from him. She said, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he woke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as at other times before and shake myself. And he wist not that the Lord was departed from him. But the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza. 
and bound him with fetters of brass, and he did grind in the prison house. Let me, let me caution somebody. When you start going down, you will be, you, you'll be put in a position where you just don't realize how low you have come. And when he gets down to Gaza, they put out his eyes. And the, such a sad end of the story is that once he is dead, in the final battle of his life, verse 31 of Judges chapter 16 says, Then his brethren, all the house of his father, came down and took him and brought him up and buried him between Zora and Ashtual in the burying place of Manoah his father. And he judged Israel 20 years. The only way he ever made it up again was as a corpse and imagine the embarrassment for a moment as his father and his family and his brothers come down they didn't want to be in the land of the Philistines any more than they were supposed to be it was it it, it was against anything they wanted to do but they knew where his corpse was and in order to go get him and find him they had to go down Every step of the way was a, was a step of grief as they went down, as, as the, uh, 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 the landscape was at a decline, and as the journey was easy to get down into the land of Gaza. And they finally find his dead body, and the road back to bury him was an uphill climb. There was a time where under the anointing of the Holy Ghost he grabbed the gates of the city of Gaza and he marched upward for 30 miles under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Uh, uh, Let me tell you, when the anointing of the Holy Ghost is on you, you're not going to go down, but you're going to go up. When he grabbed the gates of the city, it was not a downhill climb from there. It was not a downhill trek from that point. But when he grabbed the gates of the city of Gaza and the hand of the Lord came upon him, he started marching up into his own territory, into the land of Hebron, and he set the the gates there. I'm talking this morning about the danger of down. Don't, but don't be deceived when it seems like those around you, because they're he- when they're headed in the wrong direction, or what seems like it may be the wrong direction, and, and there's no there, 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 there's no resistance. Yeah, there's no resistance. It's 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 a it's a downhill climb or it's a downhill trek when you're when you're going in the direction you don't need to be, and the enemy will will just lay off and just let you walk when you're going downhill. The enemy's not going to bother you when you're going the wrong direction. He's going to let you go as low as you possibly can, and hopes that you will wind up in a situation where you lose your sight like Samson did, and realize that I have done something that I now cannot reverse. Let me tell you this morning. That the danger of down is there's no resistance there. It's easy there. That's the easy road to travel is, is, is the direction of down. The geographical lo- location or the way that the geography of Israel is laid out is that if you're going to make it to Jerusalem, if you're going to see the holy city, you've got to be prepared for an uphill journey. If you're going to go where you're supposed to go, if you're going to do anything from for God, if you're going to go to Hebron, it is an uphill journey. 
journey. It is an uphill battle, but God gives us the power of his spirit. When you're going uphill, you're not going by yourself, but you're going with the power and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Not only did Samson go from Gaza to Hebron, but he did it with the gates of the city on his back for 30 miles. It wasn't just an uphill journey that he did, but he did it as a great feat of strength under the power of the Holy Ghost. Let me tell you this morning, it doesn't matter how hard the journey may seem or how uphill it looks when the Holy Ghost is upon you, when the anointing of the Spirit of God is upon you, you can make it all of the way. Oh, let's lift our hands to the Lord right now and lift our voice in this place. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody's got to get it in your spirit. I'm going to march all the way to Zion. I don't care if it's an uphill climb. I don't care if I have battles along the way. I've got the Holy Ghost and I'm going to make it. I refuse to take the easy way out. I refuse to appease my flesh. I refuse to do it the easy way. But I'm going to march. I'm going to march. I'm going to march to Zion. Oh, let's clap our hands to him and give him great praise right now. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. I want to tell you, yes, it's easier to walk down to Gaza than it is to walk up to Zion. Hallelujah. The border of sin is already a low place. When, 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 when your flesh wants to be appeased, your flesh will find the easiest way to live. If you let your flesh do what your flesh wants to do, let me tell you, your flesh doesn't want to be committed. Your flesh does not want to be consecrated. Your flesh does not want to do the will of God, but you've got to ignore your your flesh. You've got to take a look at the life of Samson that just wanted to please himself and say that's not what I, that's not what I'm going to do. That's not what I can do with my life but I'm going to get ready for the journey and I'm going to stay where I need to stay and I'm going to march upward to what God has for me. loves to come in and play on your thoughts and the thought comes to your mind like do I always got to fight I'm tired of fighting I'm tired of fighting every day for everything I've got to do I'm tired of everything being a fight let me share something with you the journey to Jerusalem is an uphill journey and the sooner, the sooner that you come to grips with the fact that this is a journey upward, but you have the Holy Ghost, it's not going to be an easy journey all the time. You can expect it to be an uphill journey all of the time, but I'm not trying to go to the low place. I'm trying to get to the high place. I'm not trying to take the easy way out. I'm not trying to do easy Christianity and easy Pentecostalism. Hear me right now. There's got to be a generation of people today that say, I don't want the easy route. I'm not just going to live and please my flesh and come to church on Sunday 
and act like I'm the real deal. No, I'm going to live in the presence of God. If I'm going any direction, I'm going upward. You've got to make up your mind that you're going to march upward. All that downward got for Samson was death. He went down to Timnath. He went down to Gaza. After he chose to go to Gaza, the last thing that happened was he was drugged there under the power of the Philistines. So there's a scary place where you can be in the church and feel the power and the presence of God and play with the world. In and out, back and forth, go down to the valley, come out, go down to the valley, go down to Gaza, come back. The anointing of the Lord hits you and you get fooled by the fact that you can feel the presence of God. But you're playing with the world and playing with sin and, and playing with carnal things and, and, and things that appeal to the flesh and that appease the flesh. There's a spirit that, is, that has come against the Pentecostal movement that wants to make church easy and cool. That doesn't want any consecration. That doesn't want any commitment. That doesn't want to take the road upward. The road that's less traveled. You don't wind up in Jerusalem accidentally. You don't wind up in, a, in Jerusalem if you haven't planned for the journey. You don't wind up in Zion. You don't wind up in the holy city if you didn't make up your mind. That's where I'm going and I'm going to get there no matter what it costs me. It's always easier to go down to Gaza. But rest assured. You may go down to Gaza voluntarily. You may go down to Timnath voluntarily and live to tell it. But you do it long enough. There will be a time where you go down to Gaza and you don't have a choice. And the first thing they did to him is they put out his eyes. Let me tell you that when you make a difference in the spirit realm for the kingdom of God. Satan remembers everything that you did. He was taking notes of every good thing that you've done, every time you've witnessed to somebody, every time you've taught a Bible study, every time you've been used by God. Satan's keeping, you know, God keeps notes, but so does Satan. He's, he looks at people and knows that this, this person can do something for God. And if he gets his shot, he's not playing games. And when he gets you down in Gaza, and you can't even tell that the Spirit of the Lord has left you, the first thing he's going to do, he's going to do something to you that you cannot recover from. And I, I believe in grace. We, we live in the grace of God, but he, he, here's some things. There are certain things that happen that are unreversible. I'm not talking about sin can't be forgiven. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the consequence, what, what Samson did, even though he did a great feat in his death, His eyes were put out when he realized he had lost some things that he could never re regain. But hear me this morning. The Bible tells us of a few other things that happened. The Bible tells us about times where Jesus went to pray. And when he went to pray, he went into a mountain. When Jesus was transfigured, we call it the Mount of Transfiguration. 
when Jesus took his cross down the Via Della Rosa, guess where they took him? To a hill. Man, I feel the angels of the Lord right now. To a hill far away. And when Jesus was risen from the dead, before he ascended, guess where he ascended from? He ascended from the mountain. Let me tell you where Jesus is wanting to take you. He's wanting to take you higher. But, 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 but in order for you to go where Jesus is wanting to take you, it's not going to be in the low place. Jesus is not going to take you down somewhere. He's not going to take you to a place that's easy to get to. Where Jesus is wanting his church to be is a place that takes you a while to get there. But when you get there, he transfigures himself before you. But when you get there, he ascends into heaven. And the final thing he said to his disciples was go to an upper room and wait for the promise of the Father. He didn't take them to a basement somewhere, but he told them go to the upper room. I'm going to tell you, your flesh wants to take you down. Your carnality wants to take you down. But Jesus wants to take you higher. He wants to take you into the mountain. He wants to take you to New Jerusalem. Oh, I wonder if you lift your hands right now unto the Lord and lift your voice in this place and say, Lord, I want to go higher. I don't care what it costs me. I don't care what I got to get rid of. I don't care who doesn't come with me. I'm going higher. Hallelujah. You've got to get dissatisfied with the downward spiral. You've got to get dissatisfied with going downhill and there being no resistance. But there's got to be something that gets in your spirit that realizes and recognizes when the enemy is coming against you. And you can tell, now I know I'm going in the right direction because hell's coming against me. Now I know I'm marching to Zion because I'm encountering all of this resistance. Some of you need to wake up and quit the de- let the devil lie to you and tell you that all the resistance is because you're going in the wrong direction. No, when you're going to Zion, it is an uphill climb. Stand to your feet with me right now. Satan wants to trick you into a downhill journey. He wants to do it so gradually that you think that you can play with carnality and stay saved and play with carnality and be used of God until he finally gets you. Your flesh is one of the easy way out. Your flesh doesn't want to fight nothing. You need to get a spiritual backbone in your spirit. I say, I don't care what comes against me. I'm going to fight whatever I've got to fight because I know where I'm going. I've got a destination. I'm not going down. I'm going up. I'm not going lower. I'm going higher. I don't care if it costs me my friends. I don't care if it costs me my family. I'm not going lower. I'm going higher. I don't care if it costs me influence. I'm not going lower. I'm going higher. In the name of Jesus, somebody lift your hands right now and lift your voice right now upon the authority of the word of God and the power of the name of Jesus. I command blinded eyes to be opened.
see the downward journey. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, right now. Someone's going higher. Someone's going higher. Somebody's going to turn it around. Somebody's going to turn it around. Somebody's going to turn it around. You're going to go high. Hallelujah. Somebody ought to join me around this altar right now. Somebody's going to make up your mind. I'm sick of going lower. I'm sick of going down. I'm sick of taking the easy way. I'm going higher. I'm going higher. I'm going higher. I'm going higher. I'm going to be more committed. I'm going to be more consecrated. I'm going to be more holy. I'm not trying to figure out how to be less holy. I'm trying to figure out how I can be more holy. In the name of Jesus. Somebody ought to lift your hands as high as you can get them right now in the name of Jesus. God's wanting to take you higher. I'm marching. I'm marching to Zion. I'm marching upward. I'm marching upward. I'm going to go against the grain. I'm going to go upstream in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Somebody turn around and lay hands on somebody right now. Come on, turn around and lay hands on somebody right now. In the name of Jesus, we're marching upward. We're marching upward. We're marching looking back. I'm not looking back. I'm going to leave everything in Gaza. I'm going to leave everything in Timnath. I'm going to leave everything in the Valley of Sorek. I'm marching upward. I'm marching upward. I'm marching upward. Hallelujah. You ought to loose your tongue and pray in the Holy Ghost right now. Come on, let it flow like a river in this place. Hallelujah.
In the name of Jesus, somebody ought to let your voice loose right now in this place. There's a powerful presence of God in this place right now. There are some folks that are reversing course right now. You're going to climb higher. You're going to go higher in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. in the Lord right now. Hallelujah. I'm going higher.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, Lord. 